Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. As somebody's grandma used to say, not mine, some days you're the windshield and some days you're the bug. Now, Wednesday night in St. Louis, the Mets were the bug. They lost 9-1, to doing it in the rain, for golly sakes. Not every game goes the way you want it, so let's blast through the recap and get on to the fun stuff. This is the Daily Mets Podcast. You found it. Good for you. It's your Daily Mets Podcast. It's your Daily Mets Podcast. It's where you're going to find out what the Mets are doing. Well, that one kind of stunk. When the Domino Sugar sweet play of the game is when Howie ate a cookie, obviously things on the field did not go as planned. Even in the clubhouse, things were a little off before the game. Matt Harvey met the media, and here's what he had to say. Actually, I I wish it was left at that. A simple no comment would have sufficed, but an irritated chortle and a profane refusal to talk is not winning him any friends. Not just in the media, forget us people, but his teammates aren't happy that he's back into that pout mode. Can't imagine his teammates and coaches enjoy answering for him either. They've got to talk about themselves and the ball club. They don't need to be talking about Matt Harvey. Maybe it's the old Mark Twain line, better to be silent and be thought a fool than to speak and remove all doubt. And maybe Matt is just trying to bite his tongue here. But there's a way to do that. And the way Harvey chose to explain to the media types that he'd rather not talk to them was not his politest or finest moment. That's what seems to be all the buzz on Twitter right now. But as for what's on the field, Stephen Matz doesn't even know if he's making another start yet. Uh, Mickey Calloway would not commit to that ad for the game. Steven was awfully polite. He did meet with the media. He hurt himself with his fielding more than his pitching, really. We'll get to that in just a moment. The Mets losing this game to fall to 15-7. and It's still one of the best records in the major league, so no time to panic here. Cardinals improved to 14-9, and proving they can beat a team other than the Cincinnati Reds. Nine runs, seven hits, one error for the Cardinals. One run, seven hits, and three big errors for the Mets. Let's dive into it here. This was Michael Waka against Steven Matz. And Waka, remember, had the complete game three hit shutout against the Mets a year ago. That's the only complete game or shutout he's had in his career. We were talking on the broadcast about how Bob Gibson, 50 years ago, had 28 complete games for the Cardinals in one season. Of course, he had the 1.12 ERA as well. But Waka. Didn't need to go nine. He ended up giving the team six. And you could tell he had it going early. He struck out the first two batters of the game. One of them was Joanna Cespedes, who actually struck out twice in this game. Now has 41 strikeouts in the Mets' first 22 games of the season. That is actually a major league record. Most strikeouts through 22 games of a season by one player. 
And even though Cespedes has his five home runs, 21 runs batted in, I mean, he's second in the league in runs batted in. It's tough to complain about Yoana Cespedes. But if you do the math here, and I don't think for a minute that Cespedes is going to keep striking out at this rate, but as of right now, the rate is this, that he will set the all-time Mets record for most strikeouts in a season by 4th of July weekend. Right now, the, the record for the Mets is David Wright, 161 strikeouts back in 2010. Cespedes, seriously, would get there by about July 5th or 6th if this keeps up. Jay Bruce did have an RBI single for the Mets in this game. That actually was the first scoring of the game. And the fact that he got it done against Waka, he can take a bow for that. At the point at which he had the broken bat single to right, he was 1-for-32 against Waka at that point in his career. One walk, 13 strikeouts. Wandy Rodriguez, remember him, the lefty from Houston? The only other guy that's given Bruce problems like that in his career. 3-for-37 is what uh, Bruce ended up against Wandy Rodriguez. But Bruce solved him, uh, Waka that is, at least in the third inning. And the Mets took that one to nothing lead. But they gave it right back in the bottom of the third. With one out, Colton Wong managed to single and a ball that didn't even get out of the infield. He reached base, and then Michael Waka, who's not much of a hitter at all, was asked to sacrifice. However, Matt threw the ball away, and really Wilmer Flores could have left the bag to grab it, then come back and hit the base with, with the side of his cleat. Probably would have gotten Waka just fine, but that did not happen. And all of a sudden, you're talking about two on, one out, and then Matt just seemed to lose it. Harrison Bader was pinch hitting for Tommy Pham, Pham, we're told, accidentally hit his head at some point during the game and cut himself, so he was removed for precautionary reasons. Bader came on and walked. Dexter Fowler a sack fly to tie it up. But then Jose Martinez a single. Marcelo Zuna, who had been one for his last 26 with just an infield single, punched a two-run hit into left. And just like that, it was 3-1 to one Cardinals. They would increase their lead in the fourth. Paul DeYoung met Killer with a leadoff double. And in 47 career at-bats against the Mets at that point, that was 13 extra base hits for Paul DeYoung against the Mets. Seven doubles and six home runs. Jed Jerko, the wonderfully named Jed Jerko, lined to left field, but then Colton Wong, an infield hit, and then another bunt from Waka. This time it was a squeeze, beautifully done. Matz tried to underhand the ball with his glove to home plate. Lobatone missed it. The ball hit him in the glove, it then rested on the right buttock of the incoming runner and then rolled away. And that allowed advancement uh, on the bases. An error had to be charged to Lobatone. Inning continued from there with Bader getting hit by a pitch. Dexter Fowler walked in a run. Bases loaded walk. So then Corey Oswalt was summoned. His mats had uh, completely just failed to stop the bleeding. Remember, it was 0 for 7 to start the game for the Cardinals, but they ended up 5 for their last 7 against Stephen Matz and a couple of walks and a hit batsman. Quite a way for Corey Oswald to have to make his major league debut. He hadn't pitched at all for anybody in 12 days. He had gone back and forth between the Mets and AAA Las Vegas. He had to face Jose Martinez right away. Six foot seven inch Jose Martinez who's hitting 321. Got him to hit into a fielder's choice. That scored a run. Todd Frazier then made an error to keep the inning going. Yadier Molina though was induced to make an out. So Oswald was out of trouble. The book was closed on Matt. Seven runs, only three of them earned by his own doing, pretty much. Three in the third innings, that's it. So now three out of five games started for Matt, so he has failed to pitch beyond four innings, and that's going to be a problem moving forward. 88 pitches for Matt 
and he only got 10 outs, and that too obviously is problematic. Problem for Oswalt in the fifth inning is he had to face DeYoung and Jerko, two guys that are hitting the ball very well. DeYoung single, Jerko rammed a home run, the 100th of his career. So now all of a sudden you're talking about a lead of 9-1 to one in favor of the St. Louis Cardinals. Oswalt, though, who you're going to meet in just a moment, was fantastic after that. He did not allow another hit, and he saved the bullpen. He ended up going four and two-thirds innings, the only two hits he allowed the whole time, those to DeYoung and Jerko in the fifth. No hits allowed in the sixth, seventh, or eighth. He ends up with four and two-thirds innings of relief, so everybody else in the bullpen got to just sit it out. The Cardinals do get the win convincingly. It's the first time the Mets have lost a game like that. And you, know, you look for little pieces of sunshine here and there. Steven Matz did have his first hit of the year, although he was admonished by Todd Frazier. Matz got to first base and failed to do the, the seasoning, failed to do the salt and pepper thing, so he heard about that. But other than that, the Mets didn't even have an extra base hit in this game. It was just not their night. So they are 15-7. and seven. We're going to hear from Mickey Calloway in just a moment. But since you guys don't know Corey Oswald yet, had a chance to talk to him for a while in spring training. This is not the whole interview, but just a little bit of it. So you can get a sense of the kid made his major league debut on Wednesday night. Okay. So first things first, uh, I got to imagine that people often mispronounce your last name and misspell your first name. Am I right? <laughs> yeah, kind of happens a lot. Um, my, my last name's pronounced Oswald, but a lot of people say Oswald. I mean, it, it, either way is fine. I know you don't care, yeah, but, but in, yeah, in Oswald, full yeah. accuracy. So have you, uh, the obvious question is, mm-hmm. have you and Roy Oswald dined? Have you gone out for dinner? Have you <laughs> met him? No, I've never met him. Um, I mean, he was a great pitcher, so I would def- that would definitely be something I'd want to do. But, uh, yeah, we haven't, I haven't had an opportunity to meet him yet. Did you actually follow him a little closer because of the same last name when you were a kid? Um, yeah, well, I, I didn't necessarily, like, follow him too much, but uh, uh, I was always intrigued when I saw sure. Oswald. I mean, I mean, right away my parents were like, no, we're not related <laughs> to him. But uh, it, was just, it was just interesting that uh, he had the same last name because it's not a very common last name. Right. So. So uh, what is your, your heritage? Tell me about your folks. Where, where are they from originally and, and where you grew up? Yeah, so um, actually my whole family's born and raised in San Diego. Um, and I'm and I born and raised and I still live in San Diego right now. So uh, we're just uh, San Diego born and raised. Padre fan growing up? Yeah, Padre fan growing up. Uh, and... Uh, who, who are your guys? Uh, Hoffy and, and all? Or did you gra- gravitate more to the uh, to the hitters? Yeah, um, I, I always liked uh, Jake Peavy. Nice. Um, he was he was one of the guys um, starting pitchers, and then um, even like Adrian Gonzalez. Actually, I grew up watching him. Uh, but yeah, there, there was a bunch of guys. But yeah, I'd probably say like PV and Adrian. Yeah. And obviously, it's got to be a little bit weird that now you look across the clubhouse and there is the actual Adrian Gonzalez. Is he has he been cool to you so far? Yeah, uh, no, he's a great guy. Um, yeah, it's 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 a cool experience, definitely. Uh, I'm privileged to be in the same clubhouse as him right now. So some of the other athletes that you looked up to, I'm wondering. It seems like everybody I meet from San Diego, uh-huh. they they did more playing outside than sitting inside watching TV. So I get it. You were probably outside being an active kid. Yeah. But who were the other athletes, if any, that you were just like, you know what, I'm intrigued by that guy? Um, 
I was I was always uh, big fans of uh, like Drew Brees in football. Um, during the off season, um, I actually work out at the same facility as him. Nice. And then uh, like Ladanian Tomlinson, I was I was big fans of in football. Um, fortunately, we didn't have, we don't have a basketball team in San Diego, so that that kind of uh, sucks. Yeah. But, uh, did yeah. you did you play growing up? I mean, you got the hype for it. Yeah, uh, I played my first three years. Uh, I played varsity basketball in high school. And then uh, I didn't play my senior year because I really wanted to focus more on baseball. And um, I was lined up to go to college and uh, do that. And then I ended up getting drafted and signing. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's great playing multiple sports when you're younger. Um, sure. And then, I, I mean, I played baseball year-round. I was fortunate enough in San Diego to be able to do that. So, uh, yeah. All right, just a little bit of seasoning there, a little salt and or pepper about Corey Oswalt. Very nice young guy, and uh, he may be heading right back out to AAA, unfortunately, because the Mets will need some uh, some fresh arms at some point. But he absolutely saved the bullpen on a rainy Wednesday night in St. Louis. Mickey Calloway seeking refuge where there were no raindrops in that manager's office, talking to the media after the game. Mickey, what's been the, the most frustrating aspect of these last few match starts? You know, I, I think it's just you see, you know, maybe two different pitchers. You know, everything. I thought he would, the first two innings, that's the best I've ever seen him throw um, in person. And, you know, one little um, throw to first kind of unraveled things that he just couldn't get it back. Um, so, you know, uh, we're going to continue to work and put him in positions, whatever it takes to try and combat that and make sure that uh, we help him the best we can. How do you try and combat something like that that, that might be, you know, mental if it's just one thing that can throw him off course like it? Yeah, I think it is. A, it's a mentality of, uh, you know, letting go what just happened and continuing to know that uh, you're in a good spot in the game because you, you've pitched two really good innings. And just because you throw a ball away at first doesn't mean that, uh, things are going bad. You, if you let it, it will. So we we have uh, tons of ways to help him. You know, obviously we get to, it's going to take some time, and we'll put him in whatever position we need to, and you know, talk to him and, and help him out in that regard. When you say put him in whatever position we need to, is that? definitively as a starter or, or are you talking about other options as well no I mean I think we need to sit down and uh, you know talk to Matsy and and figure out exactly how we can uh, help him in that uh, you know regard so just to clarify though is he making his next starter or are you unsure at this point oh, he, he's made everybody makes uh, their start until we tell them they're not <laughs> Along those lines, you mentioned yesterday that even with the Vargas situation resolved, you want every pitcher to feel a little bit of pressure because you don't just hand out starting jobs. Where does tonight in the last few games for Mets leave him in that regard? No, I mean, I don't think we're going to make any rash decisions off of one game or one throw to first. I mean, I think it's something we need to help uh, Matsy with if he's going to be an effective starter. When did you first notice this stuff with uh, Matt's not really being able to apply the brakes when things start to go wrong? You know, um, you know, it's it's tough to say. You know, he he in his last start, the uh, the one we got him out there quick. You know, things didn't go great in the first, and he bounced back and uh, was lights out. So, uh, you know, we just have to make sure that uh, that happens consistently. So you're working with, with these starters. You're working as much with their heads as you are with their arms. And oh, absolutely. I mean, we all know they have the stuff. The thing that separates Scherzer from anybody else is his mentality, not his stuff. I mean, he's got great stuff, but so do all these guys. It's a, the mentality that's going to make you a consistent uh, pitcher. How much of these short outings by Matt's kind of put a drain on your bullpen here? 
Well, it didn't hurt us too bad today because uh, Oswalt, uh, you know, sucked up some innings and, and did a great job of going out there and throwing the ball over the plate. You know, was efficient with his pitches and uh, you know attacked, so that was really good. But uh, you know, consistently, we do need to pitch a little deeper into the game, and we can't let uh, you know. Like I said, one throw unravel things to where we're, you know, all of a sudden not competing. How surprising is that? I mean, just coming out of spring training, the talk was always, you know, if these guys are healthy, they obviously have the stuff, they can compete. So to have this kind of run of starts from Mats and then even Zach last night, how just surprising is that the talent isn't shining through necessarily? No, I mean, I don't think it's surprising. Um, you know, the, these guys haven't pitched in a long time. And, uh, you know, I, I don't deal with expectations. I deal with what I see. Um, you know, I know there's high expect expectations on all these guys. And, uh, you know, we as a coaching staff and we as a team can't worry about other people's expectations of them. We just have to go out there and deal with what we have. No, I think we're in a pretty good spot. You know, Oswalt obviously sucked up all the innings tonight, so we're in a good spot. So I don't think we'll be uh, trying to get anybody here for tomorrow. What did you like specifically out of Oswalt? He was fearless. Um, it's the things we talk about that lead to success. He went out there, he threw strikes. You know, the only time he, what, he fell behind 2-0, gave up a hit, and then was 0-2 and got back to 3-2 and gave up a homer. And from then on, he did a pretty good job of just attacking, was efficient with his pitches and making him hit the ball. Hey, you referenced that one throw a couple of times. Was there anything you noticed just, I don't know, in terms of what you saw mindset-wise, or did he look frustrated? Yeah, he, he just looked like a different guy. I mean, Dave and I said it on the bench. You know, uh, I thought he was confident, good rhythm, and then, you know, the, the throw uh, to first got away from the first baseman, pulled him off the bag, and then it just didn't seem like the same pitcher out there. Well, why would that change happen so suddenly after just one play? That's what we need to figure out. That is the skipper, and now the quick turnaround. It is a 1-15 first pitch today, East Coast time, and it's a reboot of opening day. Great pitching matchup. Carlos Martinez against Noah Syndergaard. Martinez walked six on opening day. He was actually pretty brutal, but since then, one run allowed in 27 innings. Last year, the only National League pitcher with more than one shutout. And just like Jacob deGrom last year, gave up a bunch of home runs, 27 of them, but... Also had a whole batch of strikeouts, 217. Last time a Cardinal pitcher led the league in strikeouts, got to go back to Jose De Leon. Remember him? 1989. And the way Martinez's cutter was behaving all during spring training, there are some who think that maybe Carlos Martinez, C-Mart, can get to the top again for them in the year 2018. Got a great slider, cutter, whatever you want to call it. If you call it a slider, I guess we'll do that. Opponents hit just 145 off that pitch a year ago, and that's why they've considered him the ace of the staff now and not the injured Adam Wainwright. Noah Syndergaard, it's not like he's been bad or anything. He's got an ERA of 3.29. He said recently, I feel like I've had some pretty dominant stuff, but I haven't done much actual dominating. And that's about right. His average fastball is just a little bit down from last year, not even a, a full mile an hour. It's pretty much right where it should be. The spin rates are comparable, but... The ERA is not where he wants it to be. He thinks he can be. He thinks he can be in the twos. Right now, he's in the threes. So it should be a really fun matchup. Martinez against Syndergaard, and then the Mets will get out of St. Louis and get on to San Diego. Maybe a little bit more to do out there than there is in St. Louis. 
Once again, the Wednesday final, Cardinals 9 and the Mets 1. This is Josh Lewin. Appreciate you listening. An abbreviated edition since we've got the quick turnaround getting ready for the game today. Thanks so much for finding us. Do tell your friends. We'll have a more pepped up, awesome version for you from San Diego, I'm sure. This is the Daily Mets podcast, also known as the DMP. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.